Conservative Daily Podcast. He's back on the air. And now your hosts, Max McGuire and Joe Wall. And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire, joined as always by Joe Oltman. Joe, I had a really surreal experience yesterday. Not, not, not super surreal, but uh, surprising for me. I was in my driveway. I was, um, I, I was cleaning out my garage, and someone came up to me and mentioned that, oh, you're Max from the Conservative Daily Podcast. She had watched us, and she used to live in Colorado. She had watched us. She's called into the show before, and she just moved onto my street. And so like, yes, yes, I am. So we, we talked for a bit. I'm explaining what I'm doing in the garage. She's like, yeah, you had a flood in your garage. That's how I knew that she was actually uh, a viewer. So it was a very surreal moment. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess that's a sign that maybe well, we, we made it. <laughs> so so I, I want to bring this up. I was in well, I was in Florida sitting at a cafe, right? I would I just we just went to a cafe. I'm in Florida. We're sitting at the cafe. We had breakfast, and this happens in Colorado all the time, but everyone in Colorado knows who I am. But we're sitting at the, at the cafe, and the guy, I go, yeah, I just need our check. And he goes, no, you don't have a bill. And I was like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, th that woman over there just bought your, got, bought your breakfast. So I walked over, and she goes, I listen to you all the time on the podcast, <laughs> right? She was, and, and she's actually the, and she goes, I just want to thank you for being a, a sensible voice, being the person yeah. that has enough courage to stand up. But it was interesting that I'm sitting at this cafe in Florida and that happens. It's interesting that you actually have somebody moved from Colorado to. To my street. To your street. Like four houses yeah. down. Very yeah. nice woman. Um, want to respect her privacy so I won't mention her name on the air, but maybe she'll call up if she feels uh, at a later date. But yeah, on my street. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know Joe. I know Tig. I lived in Highlands Ranch. I was like, I lived in yeah. Castle Pines. And she's like, you're Max from the Conservative Daily Podcast. Didn't notice because I had shaved my beard. Took her a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a very, very small world. So if any of you happen to see me or Joe in public. Um, buy, buy me a coffee. I, I, don't know about, I don't know about Joe, but it, it, it is a fantastic feeling to be noticed like that. Yeah. In my little starstruck moment, my neighbor was sitting next to me. And when, when uh, the new neighbor walked away, my other neighbor said, wow, I got to listen to your podcast. You're a big yeah. deal. I was like, well, not, not a big deal, but you should listen anyway. Um, <laughs> it's a very fun experience. So if you ever see us out and about, feel free to come and talk to us. Uh, it, it's very cool. It's a very cool experience and, and something that I wouldn't have imagined this time last year. Um, so let's get into this. Joe, did you watch the video of Anti-Maxine? I did. Yeah. So we're going to play it for everyone, just in case it's you haven't it, seen by it. By the way, it's unbelievable because you can see the vitriol in her as she speaks. <laughs> you can see the evil in her. It's crazy. She, there's, also, there's also the fact she's vaccinated. I believe she's wearing a double mask and what looks to be either goggles or a face shield. Anthony Fauci would be very proud. But she was not social distancing. No way, no how. Um, very, very vile. She does not represent Minnesota. She represents California. But she flew to Minnesota anyway to gin up the racial divisions. Um, so this is what she did over the weekend. Let's go ahead and play it. This is cut number one. This is a very difficult time in the history of this country. Uh, despite the fact that we know that uh, people of color 
or have been killed too often, unarmed young men, in particular black men, have been killed. Uh, we know that we are now coming to the end of the George Floyd trial and that I suppose the closing arguments are going to be made on that case uh, coming Monday. And we're really just almost at the beginning of what is happening with our young man, uh, Dante Wright, uh, who was killed, and that we have to persist in calling for justice. We have to let people know that we're not going to be satisfied unless we get justice in these cases. And so I just could not sleep. I could not rest. I could not be uh, satisfied without coming here uh, to let the family know and the friends know and the people of this community know and all those who have organized for justice know that I stand with you. No good cops in a racist system. I stand with you. Thank you. I am not afraid. I am not intimidated. And I'm going to speak truth to power. Thank you. We can cut it there. A lot of that is just what we'd expect from a BLM Antifa kind of rally. Uh, but Maxine Waters, anti-Maxine. And before anyone thinks that I am being racist, I don't want to be accused of disparaging a woman of color. We can go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Um, Maxine Waters explained to MSNBC host Jonathan Capeharp why she was there. And her response was, I wanted to be there, kind of, as anti-Maxine. So this is what she calls herself. This is not me being... I'm not talking down to her. This was an anti-Maxine visit. I thought Aunt Jemima, got, I thought Aunt Jemima got kicked out, got taken off the She thing. did. So now we're going to change it with anti-Jemima is going to be replaced with anti-Maxine. Anti-Maxine. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm not disparaging oh. women of color. I am just using her preferred pronouns. Anti-Maxine. Is she allowed to use that? I thought that, that we get, yeah, I thought you're not supposed to use those. No mom, dad, I, I, aunt, I, uncle. I think that, I, th I think the Aunt Jemima thing had something to do with syrup. I don't really know. I don't get it. I don't get why it was racist. I think I think there was something like too weird about the syrup. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know enough about it. I know it was stupid, but I know anti Maxine is how she described her visit there. So we're going to talk about anti Maxine and what happened, because this isn't just she's saying she wants to fight, fight, fight. Right. Keep fighting. If the jury doesn't give you the, the verdict you want, you have to keep fighting for justice. I'm old enough to remember when Donald Trump was impeached for standing up on stage and saying protest peacefully, but also fight for what's right. And the Democrats yeah. claim that that word fight taken completely out of context is enough to impeach him for trying to incite violence, incite insurrection. And she talked about we need to get more confrontational. What does that mean? Yeah. She said we need to get more confrontational. So what does that mean? What does confrontational mean? You tell me. I don't well, know. I, I don't I know. Maybe I, maybe it's confrontational uh, meaning. Maybe we should look at the dictionary. Can we look at the dictionary? What confrontational well, means? Before we do, I, I, can sh I think I can tell you how her fans, how anti-Maxine's fans interpreted more confrontational. Because put up my screen, Mr. Producer. So this happened just a couple hours after her speech. Yeah. Minneapolis police say shots fired at National Guard and Minneapolis police members. There was a drive-by shooting. Two National Guard soldiers were injured. Drive-by shooting right after Nan uh, Maxine Waters says you have to fight for justice. Why didn't they, fight? Why didn't they fire back? 
Uh, I don't know. A lot of times they don't give them magazines. They don't give them bullets. <laughs> a lot of times they aren't actually armed. I don't know. I don't know. But you can see there that's the bullet hole in the Humvee windshield. So drive-by shooting. So thank um, you, thank you, Anti Maxine. Really do appreciate it. Well, it's interesting. Come is back. That come back again soon. Yesterday we had. I was. I was at my house and somebody drove through my driveway, and they drove through slowly. And that's hard to do. SUV. Oh, it is. You got to come down it's the driveway. It's not like your driveway. It's a quarter mile wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no look, one wants to. I don't even want to come down your driveway. So, like, if you have someone over, you can't do a U-turn. It's very hard. So, um. <laughs> so what was interesting is that this. You know, I thought maybe they were looking for. You know, the first thing we said is maybe they're looking for a dog, right? Because we live in we live in a place where there's you know lots of land. Dogs run all over the place. We have lots of neighbors with dogs. And uh, so this morning I was leaving, coming up the driveway, and what do you think? I saw same SUV. So this time I'm coming up. They were trying to come down, saw me, and did this like thing. Like, <gasps> so I pulled right up to the top of the driveway. They did that. Took out, you know, literally took off. And I go, why? Why would you do? Why would you take off? Why would you do that? Right when you saw me, I did jump out of the car though. I did. I did not brandish any weapon but i mean this is the thing man max it's easy to incite them it's easy to incite the left because they don't think for themselves they don't have a brain but as soon as you actually confront them as soon as you stand up they they want to cry victim oh we're a victim oh they they pepper sprayed us they should have pepper sprayed you while you're looting and burning and doing the things you're doing but they have maxine waters yeah yeah so th this it's not just that they think they can get a, they think they can get away with it. They 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 truly do. They believe they can get away with it because they believe that the police aren't going to touch them either because of their protected class or because the prosecutors agree with them politically. So this is a meme that was making the rounds over the weekend. Cut up my screen, Mr. Producer. It's uh, U.S. cities right now burning, and then the FBI saying, "Help us identify people from January 6th." Notice that the FBI is not asking. They're not no. putting out any press release. No. Do you know who this person is? They just looted the Little Caesars pizza place. Like, we're not seeing them putting out these notices the way they did about January 6th. It's very noticeable, very noticeable that they're, they're more concerned about right-wing extremism than they are about actual rioting, actual looting, because there is a federal aspect. This isn't just a state issue. You have people crossing state lines to do this. 100%. When you cross state lines to engage in rioting, and, or riotous behavior, or to incite a riot. That is a federal crime. What Maxine Waters did is arguably a federal crime. She flew from Washington, D.C. to Minneapolis and urged people to keep fighting. Ha, ha, Joe, what, how, how would you feel if you're one of those business owners in that community who maybe you barely scraped by the last summer of riots. Maybe you were able to just use enough of your savings to stay in business. And now you see Maxine Waters coming in to gin him up again. How would yeah. you feel as a local business owner if you were in that position? My, I mean, I, I, I mean, frankly, I, I would have, I would do the same thing that they're doing now in multiple states. They're just boarding up saying, we're done, we're leaving. We're, you have it. You, you want to turn it into a toilet? You want to take something that, by the way, 330 million people, let's put it in perspective, 330 million people in the United States, 330 million, a lot of people, almost 50 million people who are black, 14 of them are killed by police officers, 14, and you want to burn down people's buildings, burn down people's, burn down society 
because of that. Now, is it wrong in some cases? Probably. But, but you want to make it as if the society is this big racist place when it's not. Yeah. And, and the unarmed isn't even the full story because there no, are some people who are unarmed, but they're also savagely beating an officer with their fists or they're trying to run over the officer with their car, right? Or they're punching someone else. So just right. because they're unarmed doesn't mean they're innocent. There, there, were, there were a handful of people who were completely innocent and were mistakenly shot and killed by police. Now, there are more white people than black people who were completely innocent and mistakenly shot by police. But it, 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 it's a tragedy no matter what color skin you have. We listen to Maxine Waters. She's there. I, I want to play it again, and we'll, and we'll cut it after we get to it. But notice how she's trying to conflate and trying to make people believe that more unarmed black men are being killed than actually are. Let's go ahead and play that cut one again, Mr. Producer, from the beginning. This is a very difficult time in the history of this country. Uh, despite the fact that we know that uh, people of color uh, have been killed too often, unarmed young men, in particular black men, have been killed. Uh, we know that we are now coming to the end. So what she just said, technically correct. You follow the, the, the structure of that sentence, technically correct. But she's skating around the issue because she can't actually say all of this makes sense to protest because around the country, four to six, somewhere around there, truly innocent unarmed black men were shot and killed by police last year. That's a tragic number, right? But if the, if the crowd was forced to understand that, yeah, sure, there'd be a lot of people who'd riot too. But right. if that was put front and center, rather than saying, oh, there's too often black men are killed and too often are they unarmed, right? She's, she can't say the actual statistic because the actual statistic would deflate the entire movement, right? The actual statistic would deflate the entire movement. No one wants to know. The, the organizers don't want people to know that they're actually protesting for a criminal, like in, in support of a criminal. Or in other states, they're protesting for someone who was actually holding a gun. I mean, there were a couple instances over the weekend where they tried to gin up the same thing. Oh, this guy was shot by police. And in one case, he was just holding a rifle. In the other right. case, he was holding a handgun. And they're trying to get the, the news out before they have to report the facts. Right? They want to get people angry. There was another shooting. And then they bring the facts in a couple hours later. And it always gets buried beneath the fold. But uh, yeah, Maxine Waters is incredibly dishonest. Especially given the fact that Donald, they, she impeached Donald Trump for not even doing anywhere near that much yeah so this this is what but you have to look at what we're up against you have to look at what we're up against with maxine waters and that is she she wants to create rhetoric she wants to create chaos but if you were to even walk if you even took five minutes to walk into her own district and look at the problems that are happening there it would amaze you what is actually happening in her community i mean the people that she represents they have homeless shelters or homeless camps and and lining the streets of tents lining the streets they have drug yeah. centers where you can actually go shoot up heroin in her district we have them in denver too it's crazy this is the type of thing that we're dealing with if if they can take the the if they can get everyone riled up over facts that don't exist or don't support their 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 motives i guess then they can take the rest of us, right? Get us in a fight with them, and they can sit on the sidelines with popcorn, popping popcorn as they take money from the American people. Yeah. I mean, it amazes me the absolute ignorance of people that get out there and protest. 
it's like talking to the kid that was the Antifa guy that, that um, I've had multiple conversations with that used to be Antifa, Antifa for four or five years, bought into it. And then little by little, he started doing research and he goes, Joe, I don't know how I even got fooled into this. It sounded right. It sounded like I wanted, I wanted to get rid of fascists. I mean, who would not be against fascists? Nobody wants Nazism here. But he goes, every single time I went to a meeting, they use words like comrade. They'd use words like um, our, our, our socialist agenda. That, that they, they'd use words tied to Marxism. <laughs> they would be yeah. racist while they're saying that they're standing up for anti-racist principles. He goes, I just, the more I, the, I, I, got, I got sucked into this idea that I was doing something good only to figure out that we were the ones terrorizing our community. We were the ones that were doing all of the bad things to our community. That at some point, some of these people, the intelligent ones are gonna wake up. These kids that they're pulling into this indoctrination. And when it does, you're gonna see a walkaway movement like you've never seen before because they're gonna start to realize when they wake up, oh crap. I don't have a position. There's no place for me here. There's no place for yeah. me here. And that's what Maxine Waters is doing. She is literally becoming a traitor against black people. She's a traitor. She's a traitor because all she's doing is trying to create instability and create chaos to the point where there's no opportunity. And so who do you think that adversely affects in the middle yeah. of a black community? Black yeah. people. Yeah, you mentioned how Antifa has been creeping and, and how people are like, I didn't realize, I, didn't, I don't know how it got here. And people ask me, how did this all start? And I always, I've mentioned on the podcast before, the Antifa movement, where did it really start? I truly believe that we hit, we hit a point of no return in 2016. Go ahead, put up my screen. We've talked about this woman on the podcast before. Her name is Yvette Falarka, and she was uh, in charge of an organization in California called BAM, by any means necessary. And she was arrested for punching someone at a protest. We can actually play. If you watch my screen, you'll, you'll play a little bit just to show you what she was doing. She's literally punching a guy. See her? She's attacking him. She's attacking him. So she got charged and her, def and her defense, what she actually said in court in her defense was that it isn't, it shouldn't be a crime to stand up to fascism and punch a Nazi. When I saw the media giving that credence and I saw the attacks that followed, right, right happening at Trump rallies as he's running for president, and you see people just being yeah. pelted, hit, hit in the face with bike locks, just hit in the face with rocks. There are people walking out of these rallies bloodied. Remember the Chicago rally Trump tried to do and they just canceled it because there were too many leftists there trying to kill people? I, thought, I, I truly believe this Yvette Falarka, it's a name that honestly I hope is forgotten and left out of the history books because she deserves no recognition. But when she gave that defense that it shouldn't be a crime to punch a fascist and the media, particularly Huffington Post, um, ran with it. And people were like, yeah, no, I agree. That was a galvanizing moment in all of this. Um, so as we mentioned earlier, we are running a fax blast today. The link is in the description because, and here's here's the, the, the screen. Um, if you click like this is what it'll look like. Um, we are running a fax blast today, and we can take that down. People people know what these pages look like. Um, we're running a fax blast because what Maxine Waters did, not only is it potentially criminal by trying to influence a jury because she's saying we're going to keep fighting if the jury doesn't give us what they want. The jury has not been sequestered in this case. They are at home. They can be flipping through the channels. They could see that. They could see that on their social media feeds, right? They have not been completely sequestered the way they should have. 
not only is that potentially trying to influence a jury, but it absolutely is crossing state lines to incite a riot, to incite riotous behavior. And influence the jury. When you have someone like Maxine Waters that walks in and does that, that's jury tampering. Yeah, that's, that's what I just mentioned, yeah. And, and yeah. The, fact that they, the fact that nobody is even talking about it just gets to the, again, the rules, the rules of our society are pretty well stated. Constitution, less than 5,000 words. I know we get bills that are more than 5,000 pages. Constitution, if we're, if we're being completely honest, Constitution is like four pages long. They're big pages, yeah, but they're only four pages long. But it's less than like 5,000 words. Yes. You can go, you can go to the, you can go to the, uh, any of the libraries in Philadelphia and D.C., and you can see the drafts. Four pages. Four pages. It's, it's short stuff. Comparative, comparatively. Well, and that, you know, and by the way, I want everybody to know that I'm doing this on Facebook and I'm going to expand it and start doing it. I'm going to do it again once I get through it. But I've been every single day talking about another amendment to the Constitution. So I think I'm on the Eighth Amendment. So today will be the Ninth Amendment. Um, but I'm just walking through and I'm reading it. And people, you know, I get people that come to me all the time. Like, I didn't even know that was in the Constitution. Yeah. People, people don't even know what is in the Constitution. Yeah. They don't know. And the Ninth Amendment, by the way, is very, very important. So I'll be doing that video after we get done here. Yeah. All amendments are important. Otherwise, they wouldn't be amendments. Yeah. But, but my it's point a, hey, is... We, we yeah. goofed up. We need to amend this thing. Um, every amendment is important, uh, with the exception, of course, of income tax. That one needs to go. That's the only one I agree with Joe Biden when it says it should not be absolute. Yeah, okay, let's talk about the income tax. <laughs> let's which, talk about that one. Which you're taxed at a rate that right not now be absolute? of nearly 70%. You're taxed right now at a rate of nearly 70%. Yeah, like, depending mm, on, yeah. on what bracket you fall into. But yeah, it's very high. No, when I say 70%, I'm talking about gas tax, property tax, income tax. I mean, you can go down the line, all the different taxes oh, that they have. A lot. Tolls, right? They take tax from us everywhere. And if they're not taxing you, they're increasing the value of, of the, the product or service you're having because they're taxing them. So indirectly, they have to pay a tax as well on top of the taxes you pay. You have to pay a tax to own a business. You have to have a business license. You have to you know, get certifications for certain things that are government certifications in order to operate in some businesses. You gotta pay for license plates. You gotta pay for, I mean, guys, it's all a tax. When I say it's 70%, th there's a couple things that blow my mind. One, that we haven't stood up for our kids yet. Uh, the, the fact that we've gone through this entire pandemic and people aren't spitting mad. The fact that in Italy, Rome, in Rome, Italy, they actually are riding on the streets more there than they are in the United States for real for things that really do affect us, right? Which is suicide of our, our young people, 387% increase because they have no hope. What does it tell you when young people feel like they're stuck in the middle of a system that is meant to oppress them? They recognize it. And then they get indoctrinated in school and then they can't keep up on on math or science or they change the way people think and so they they find themselves confused minority communities i can't believe they're getting pissed off about the fact that 14 people have been killed yet they're not pissed off about the fact that most of the inner city schools don't even have air conditioning but all the government yeah. buildings do they're all brand new kids schools are falling down literally bricks coming out out of the structure we just we don't concentrate on things that are most important to us and taxes are one of those things 70%. Yeah. 70% of your money goes to taxes. Well, today, the issue that we want to get across the finish line Maxine Waters. Is, Got this, it. is this resolution put forward by Marjorie Taylor Greene to expel Maxine Waters from Congress using the same logic the Democrats used against Donald Trump. She is inciting violence 
definitionally, she says that a couple hours later, National Guard troops start getting shot at. Now, we don't know if they, if they heard it, but we know that Maxine Waters' language certainly didn't help. We know that that kind of ginning up the crowd certainly doesn't help. So this is what the Facts Blast today is all about, because Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, said over the weekend that if Nancy Pelosi does not do something about Maxine Waters, that he will take action. But we're hearing from our sources that he doesn't actually want her expelled. He wants her either to be censured, which is a slap on the wrist, it's nothing, or removed from committee assignments, which would be significant because she's on uh, a couple really important committees. But that's a slap on the wrist. She's out there doing orders of magnitude worse things than Donald Trump ever said during his January 6th speech. She's actually telling people to keep fighting unless the jury gives them the response that they want. So our campaign today is very simple. Facts Blast campaigns in the description on Facebook, on YouTube. It's, it's a panel in DLive. Put pressure on GOP Republicans to force the vote because only Kevin McCarthy can actually file what's called a privilege motion. Two people in Congress can file a privilege motion. That's Nancy Pelosi and that's Kevin McCarthy. Otherwise, everything else has to go through Nancy Pelosi, absent, of course, a discharge petition. Discharge petition is when you have the majority of members of Congress want to vote on something, they can bypass Pelosi. The other way you can bypass Pelosi is, is McCarthy filing a privilege resolution to force an up or down vote on it. Force all of these members of Congress to go on record. They just impeached the president of the United States and central to their impeachment argument was that he said the word fight. Here, Auntie Maxine is flying to a district she doesn't even represent. In the middle of the night, ginning up this racial strife, telling them to keep fighting, to get confrontational, get up into people's faces. So yeah, using their logic, anti-Maxine's got to go. So Facts Blast campaign is simple. Honor your oath. These are the rules. Follow them. Anti-Maxine's got to go. Force a vote through a privilege resolution on Marjorie Taylor Greene's resolution to expel Maxine Waters from Congress. Long, long, long overdue because... Not only was she doing this, not only was she saying, like, oh, fight, 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 fight. She was also on MSNBC endorsing a Rashida Tlaib policy proposal to just get rid of police. So while she's saying, keep fighting, keep doing what you're doing, which obviously rioting, looting, protests, violent protests, keep doing what you're doing. In the very next breath, she's saying, let's get rid of the police, too. So let's play that clip, Ms. Bruce. Let's go to cut number two. And so I can understand the disgust. Uh, I can understand uh, the feelings that so many have about we've got to get some justice in both of these cases. And so I know uh, that my colleague speaks her mind and she said what was in her heart. And I understand that very well. And I'm here today uh, because, number one, I want to show uh, that there are members of Congress who really care about what is happening uh, with these cases and whether or not we're going to get justice or whether or not the police unions and the lies that they tell are going to win. And so she spoke her mind, and I appreciate that, and I love her for it. So she's there in Minneapolis to make sure that the local police union doesn't win the day? That is a very strange reason, Joe, for a congresswoman representing California to go to Minneapolis to try and gin up unrest violent protests what, and riots. What, what else what what other reason would 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 you have to go to another state when you can't even take care of the the community that you're in i mean and no one's talking about it no one is talking about the fact that she can't take care of the people in her own community 
that walls are falling down, uh, infrastructure, infrastructure is, is, is non-existent, homeless everywhere. The, the, the amount of crime that exists in her district is unbelievable. Yet she goes all the way to Minneapolis for what? Rules are for the E, not for me. I just, I just want to understand where these politicians get their ideas. Do they, do they call up George Soros? Do they have a conversation with someone at the DNC? Is, is Hillary Clinton behind things saying, hey, why don't you go up there? It's your turn to create chaos in the lives of those, those people in Minneapolis. Maybe we can get them to burn down more of the buildings and make the property values less so that we can swoop in and buy them. Well, I know that you've probably seen this. I want to make sure that we, we, we protect ourselves and make sure that we, that we uh, are completely accurate in how we're reporting it. There was a news break over the weekend from WikiLeaks, a WikiLeaks email suggesting that an advisor to Dominion had met with John Podesta during the, during or in, in, yeah. immediately before the 2016 election offering, quote, anything, unquote, that would help defeat Trump. You ask, how do people come up with these things? There are absolutely individuals in the party, in big business, who are pulling strings, who are the ones deciding. I mean, we've seen this from the Podesta emails, right? The, the back and forth with journalists, with, oh, we want to do an interview with, with Hillary Clinton, but we want to make sure she looks really good in this light because we know that Donald Trump's going to attack her this way, right? We know that, that there's coordination and we know that there's a, a, a sm relatively small group of advisors who are driving talking points, who are driving um, positions. And it, it, there's, nothing, there's nothing innocent about any of it, right? So why is Maxine Waters there? I think part of it is that she is, um, she's very selfish. She wants the camera to be on her at all times. I think that's an element of it. I think the other element of it is that she's being encouraged to go there because they want to give legitimacy to the people who are burning down their neighborhoods, who are forcing businesses to flee, right? I mean, th there's a part of the Democratic Party who actually is coming down on the side of it is justice to burn down your neighborhood because someone died of a fentanyl overdose while in police custody. Th there are people within the Democratic Party who actually believe that and that it is worth the loss of all big businesses to just get, get this out, get the rage out of your system, a day of rage. Just to get it out, it's worth it. So there, it's probably more complicated than I sure than I tried to just simplify it. And there's a dog. Um, Miko has joined the show. That's Joe's not dog Miko. Miko that's that's Reagan. Oh. Oh. that's Reagan. That's in, in fairness to me, they literally do all look the same. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but Reagan does not get to come to the office very often because Reagan has a problem with doing what Reagan's doing, and that is trying to be the life of the party. All right, yeah. that's good. Say hi. Say that, hi to that, everybody. Is, that is definitely true. Um, oh, you have to get down now. So what Maxine Waters did. He walks around the studio. She walks around the studio. And by the way, my dog. Well, I heard was, something get knocked over. No, no, I heard no. Something nothing, get knocked nothing over. got knocked over. That might have been one of the, that might have been her tail. Her yeah, tail is violent. Yeah. something. Yeah. 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 She's a yeah, good anytime, dog. Any, anytime something falls over, just look for one of Joe's dogs. It was probably their tail, even if they're nowhere near it. <laughs> um, so what Maxine Waters did, not even arguably, very easily arguably criminal, crossing state lines, ginning this up. The fact that National Guard troops were shot at hours after that speech definitely paints in a bad light. Um, 
she should be removed from Congress. If, if the standard is Donald Trump said fight and therefore fight is a call to violence, therefore he needs to be impeached. Why isn't Nancy, uh, why isn't Nancy Pelosi bringing similar articles against Maxine Waters? Are you asking, is that a rhetorical question? Yeah. Well, it I can mean, be rhetorical. I mean, there's an answer. It's an obvious answer. They don't actually believe anything they say, right? They don't actually believe that fight is a call to violence because they've all said fight before. Yeah. They've all used it in that in that hypothetical sense, that figurative sense. We're going to fight like hell. We're not going to take it anymore. They've all said speeches like that, right? Yeah. I just, I, I, I didn't think, I thought maybe they'd have a little more sense than to spend so much time saying this is criminal. He should go to prison. He should be in prison for saying the word fight. And Auntie Maxine hops on her little jet, flies to Minnesota, and she's saying much worse things. Well, much, much worse things. Again, it keeps us distracted. We talk about these things, and you know, there's a there's it's a lot to swallow all in one bite. If there's so much coming at us at any one time, that people don't they can't actually differentiate between truth and non-truth, right? And so Maxine Waters goes there. You know, they, they, it's the same thing as that BLM person saying that, hey, if, if he's not convicted, we're going to burn the place down, right? Uh, who, who says that? Who, who says that about a system where you, you have t jury, jurors that are out there saying, hey, look, I can't convict this person. And now all of a sudden they're afraid that people are going to be, this, is, this reminds me of the John Roberts part in the election part where he said, where yeah. somebody had overheard him saying, well, they're, they're, they're looting and rioting. The second that you had to say that means that we have yeah. we have a problem in our country with a coup. That's what we have. You call it whatever you want. Or that at the, at the very least, they can't be trusted to give an unbiased, impartial they're opinion. They're cowards. If they're worried about the consequences of their opinion, they're if cowards. they're worried that the country will burn if they do the right thing, and that's weighing heavily on them, and they're considering doing the wrong thing, then they right. have no business being in that position. That's why this, this trial never should have happened in Minneapolis, it should have been moved elsewhere because I, yeah. I, I don't think it's possible to get a jury pool in Minneapolis that is not. I can't even believe they left it there some way. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I don't I don't even I can't even reconcile the fact that they burned down the entire community and all of a sudden this police officer is going to get a fair trial. No, he won't. It, and even, even we already if you know he's are not. supportive, even if you believe based on the evidence that he that he was not murdering George Floyd. Because you don't have to say he's innocent. You just, as a juror, to, to not convict, to, to acquit, you just need to say that there was insufficient evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he did what the prosecution alleges. Right. The defense put on their argument, George Floyd was on the ground shouting, I ate too many drugs. He had a lethal amount of fentanyl in his system. That is the definition of reasonable doubt. You cannot for certain say the cop killed him when we know that the fentanyl was enough to kill two, three or four people. So, so the issue that I have, the, here's the issue that I have, is that as I watch the video, I don't see malice. I don't see anger in his eyes. I don't see him, you know, pushing down on his face or doing other things that would lead me it's to believe. It's not a Rodney that, King moment. Right. It's not a Rodney King moment. It's not. It's not a moment where. I felt like he was being disrespectful to uh, Floyd. I, I didn't see any of that. I saw none of that. And I watched it over and over and over again. Now, could, could, did he die because you had his, his um, knee on his, on his back, on his shoulder, on his neck? Did he die because of that? I don't know. 
All I know is that a guy has four times the legal limit of fentanyl in his system. He has well, he is a habitual. There's no there's no a, there's no legal amount. <laughs> no, no, the four times the sorry the lethal, four, four the times the lethal amount. Sorry, I meant yeah lethal amount in his system. Those things by itself disqualify him from being convicted, in my opinion. COVID, and, and, at COVID, yeah, he had heart disease. Yeah, he was doing drugs. He also had meth, I believe, meth in his system too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact that like evil evil is being propped up as something that's righteous should tell us everything we need to know about the left's agenda. A police officer, yeah. I couldn't convict him. Now, I'm not telling you that I like some of the things that police departments do. I don't. I think red light cameras, I think these, these cameras that take a picture of your license plate that basically tell them whether or not your registration is, is valid, I think those need to go away. I think anything yeah. that actually persecutes the public and gives them an unfair advantage of, of building webs in order to make revenue, I think all of those things should go away. I don't think it's fair to our public. I don't think it's fair to, to us as people. I don't think it's fair. And then you say that you need more resources, more police officers. When you spend a majority of your time, every police officer spends the majority of their time actually creating revenue for the police department. I think that's wrong. Yeah. You don't need that many police officers then. And by the way, if you do need that many police officers, why does it take 13 minutes for you to get to a place where you can actually help someone? 13 minutes. That's the average across yeah. the nation of response time. I just... And then you have the Supreme Court ruling that said the police's job is not to actually protect you. And then on the other side, they said that you don't, have a, you don't, it is from Castle Rock, Colorado. And then you, you don't have a right to protect yourself. We're going to take away your ability to protect yourself. I mean, think about it, people. Yeah. We can have a, a conversation about what we do and don't believe. I don't believe the police should have the ability to affect people's lives every day in ways where they're just throwing a net out there like they're catching fish. I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe that that's what America's about. I think if they spent their time going after people that were violent criminals or doing things violently in our society and shut down use of drugs, not make it legal, hoping that if you make it legal, pe less people will do it. You know, I, I think there's just a basic logic yeah. to how we can run our society, and I don't think we do it. But in this case, I could never convict him. And Maxine Waters should have known yeah. better. She should have known better. So we're, we're going to get back to Maxine Waters and we're going to get to a caller in a minute. But I, I want to point out that Chauvin is only facing three charges. Right. Second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. If they wanted to, they could have charged him with other things that would have been probably, they probably would have gotten convictions for. Assault, right? Battery, saying that he missed, that he violated his, his responsibilities, right? That he that he abused his power. They could, they could make other arguments for lesser crimes. Is that he, he was not trained to kneel on him in this way, kneeling on, them, on him that way, therefore, was not an official police act. It was assault. Right? They, they could have gotten him for those things and, and probably made a much better argument that he did stuff he wasn't supposed to do. So I blame the prosecution because if he is acquitted, which I truly believe he should be acquitted based on the reasonable doubt standard, there's plenty of doubt in the air. If he is acquitted, is the prosecution's fault because they could have gone after lesser charges to, at the very least, put him behind bars for a little bit, fine him, right, misdemeanor charges, something to show that they actually prove guilt. But if they lose this case, which they, they might lose it, it's going to come across the, the people as if he just completely walked, which none of us are saying he did everything right. But he is not a murderer. That was not manslaughter, right? There are too many other factors at play here to prove that. So we do have a caller on the line. We have John.
from Alabama wanted to chime in about anti-Maxine going to Minnesota and ginning up some racial animus. John, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks, Max and Joe. First thing I wanted to say to you both, I really do, as a fellow who lives in Huntsville, Alabama, reach out and thank you both for going to the effort every day of putting on a quality show where we can sit here and feel your pain and you can feel ours. I know there's no question of that. So first off, I wanted to tell you that. Thank you. Uh, Another thing, too, as far as uh, Maxine Waters, she's trouble. I mean, we all have to just realize that she is just, uh, I have to be careful what I say because I don't want you to get flagged. She's a storm, (laughs) right? And uh, she's just looking for more publicity. Uh, There's no way that any of us are ever going to get her in tow. She can't even get herself in tow. So, So Maxine Waters is, I think we say, irrelevant that's her desperate need is trying to maintain relevance because she's a communist she's a she's a democratic socialist she we all know that so what we have to do is just discredit her she is of no value to our country she's a loud mouth she has her opportunity to speak she has the freedom to speak sure that's what the country is about but as far as policy for where we're headed with this country, she doesn't mean anything. Now, she will, I will tell you this, she is seeking to cause an insurrection in this country over this uh, case. Now, the poor man that died, I, I don't like any of what's going on with that. Right. I, I, I don't know what the truth is. I, I'm not law enforcement. I don't. I just know that you see things and it hurts. But yes, just the other day we saw a fellow, a young fellow, come running up to a fellow and stick a pistol in his face, trying to rob him. And that man knocked that pistol back, threw him on the ground enough to addle him, yeah. make him squeal like a pig. Right? Yeah, the body, that the body slam. Sound just, good. He picked him up and threw him right to the ground. I, I saw that video. That, that's yeah. Right. And I have had a pistol stuck in my face by a robber in a store. And i tell you this. I just said to myself and I said to my God, is this the day that I go to meet Jesus? I have zero tolerance for robberies like that. Nobody should have any tolerance for robberies like that. But people, back, back to the point, though, Maxine Rodgers, I tell you this. She needs to be out of Congress, period. There is no censuring there. She, her, her community ought to say that, that she does not represent us. We don't want her blemish in our community. And if they're that far gone, heaven help their community, right? So, but anyway, thanks for letting me rant. Thanks I rant calling, in the rent in the quiet of my house all the time. I've got two parents that are bedridden, and I'm the sole caregiver for them. I'm concerned about this COVID mess. I don't know what to believe. Is it a lie? Is it the truth? you got to treat it as if it's the truth. But we just getting hit by so many sides, and any communist will tell you that you got to continue to hit them when they come up for air, push them down again. Yeah. And these Bolsheviks that are running around, these little black outfit wearing, 
we know the story for them from back in Russia, don't we? Yes. I know that story, and I know I'm old enough to know I had friends that went Kowazi. I had friends that went to uh, all over South Africa when it was going towards communism, and I can tell you that I had friends that went to Kowazi, Zaire, and they went into a place and they found garbage cans full of hands and feet where they had killed people. And you go figure that out. If you can't, what, if you are thinking as an American, they can't come here, you're not paying attention. There's some of oh, us who know the story. We know the story. We, some of us have seen the story. Thank goodness for the second rep and the foreign legion yeah. went in there and cleaned up the mess. That was back yeah. in the 80s. So, But anyway, I'm just trying to bend a little bit, and I appreciate your more time than I should have been allowed. Y'all have a blessed <laughs> hey, day. Thank God bless you. you. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Well, so really the, do appreciate the interesting, it. The interesting part to what John said is that he goes around his house ranting about <laughs> talking about what's really happening, right? I think uh, we do have to, and he has a sensible approach to how he treats COVID. He said, listen, I, I don't know what's true or not true. I just have to treat it like it's true, right? And I think that maybe that's maybe that's the right way to go about it. Maybe it's not, but it, he's sensible. And I think people in our society would be sensible. Yeah. They would have been more sensible even with the things that we went on with COVID if they wasn't such a propensity to push down and persecute people it's that a have a different opinion, right? So it's... Uh, th that's the, the barometer for me is are they willing to listen to other people? Are they being thoughtful through this process? The same thing we said yeah. for the election. Now I know what I heard. I know what I was involved in. I know what the math tells us about what happened in the election. Now, had they, had they come out and said, let's just open it up and see what, what there is to show. I think a lot more people would have been, had a, had a, had a been more open to the fact that, Hey, maybe it's yeah. just, a faulty machine. Maybe it's just yeah. a faulty environment. But that's that's not what a majority of Americans on every spectrum of or political spectrum are saying. They're saying is you don't yeah. silence the person that's lying. Yeah. You silence person is telling the truth. So that's you're gonna hate saying. me for this. What? We are one day removed from our ban on YouTube. So mm -hmm. I do not want to just get banned again. I am obligated, according to our YouTube censors, to let everyone know there was no funny business in the twenty twenty election. Not even a little bit of cheating. Not even an itsy-bitsy little spider worth of cheating. There were no machine abnormalities. Nothing. It was completely perfect. And I'm obligated to make sure that I say that quickly enough after Joe just misspoke. I don't want us to get banned. So YouTube overlords, don't ban me, bro. We're, we're making sure we comply with your terms of service. Now, John from Alabama mentioned that I, I love to use the phrase, I know how this bedtime story ends. This is a picture from a recent, just a couple days ago in Denver, Colorado. Put it on my screen, Josh. This is this is what Antifa protesters in Denver, Colorado look like. Death to America with three Ks. America, KKK. Um, then the little hammer and sickle. That was in Denver, Colorado. Here we have Minneapolis in Minnesota yesterday. Death to America. That looks like Tehran, right? I mean, you expect to see that in Tehran, in some Middle Eastern anti-American protests, not in our own streets. Death to America. Death to America. Now you can say, oh, the majority of protesters don't believe that. doesn't matter. The fact that they're going out and protesting and even a small percentage of them believe that, feel comfortable enough to do that. 
this is insanity. Yeah, so absolute insanity. And and just to show everyone, this is what Nancy Pelosi's district looks like. So no, while she's no joke, jet, this is her. Her. This is what her. This is what it looks like. My son was in uh, Oregon, right, going through um, Portland. I'm not gonna tell you where he was. He's back now, but he was in Oregon. He went to the Chaz, didn't he? He did not. And I told him, if you go, we're, we're gonna have serious problems. So he, but he, he did get close to Portland. He goes, Dad, you'll never believe what I saw. And I go, what did you see? He goes, people doing drugs openly, walking around like zombies. It looked like a zombie apocalypse. He goes, it was, dis- it was weird, it's disgusting. People in the street, not wearing shirts. And it, he goes, it was unbelievable what he, was, what, what he saw. And they don't even hide it. And, it, and he's like, and he did tell me, he's like, I saw it from the highway. And I was like, liar. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't uh, just I see it from it the book. highway. Yeah. I saw it in a magazine, dad. <laughs> this is what we're up against. We're up against a, an evil that is destroying our society. It's taking our kids. It's taking people from our society and it's turning them into weapons for, for the people that really get the benefit from it. It's sad. It's sad that there are yeah. people that would hold up a sign saying death to America and that we would allow it to happen. A- and acting as if that rhetoric is true. The 330 million people, majority of which are just racist, that we have, an, we have a pandemic of racism. Here's something that somebody should know, that people should know. We are in the process, through all these things that we, we're doing, you know, building out the, the crowdfunding deal that should be done you know, I, I, I keep waiting for the SEC to approve the stuff. That's, that's always fun. Uh, but we, we watch, we have all of this stuff that we're doing. I got a phone call ab- about two weeks ago from a company that does um, facial recognition, right? And they yeah. said, and so they, they just called me and said, hey, look, we have, we have people that we want to arm with cameras so we can go out to Antifa events and we can actually tell you who's underneath the mask. See, the mask is, is a very convenient tool for them. With masks, you can't tell who's out there. But now there's a technology that is available that allow you to do facial recognition and use basically the World Wide Web in order to figure out who that person is. Yeah. So yeah, that's make, what, making educated guesses on what their face looks like underneath. Yeah. And some of them are, are, are shockingly accurate. Some of it, them are way off. It was unbelievable. We did a test of 10 people, and all 10 were, it was absolutely correct, 100%. So we're going to start using those tools. We're going to demask all of the anti-fights. We're going to demask them. We're going to demask every one of them. And we're not going to dox them. We're just going to do what they did. We're going to build something that allows for you to understand that these are the people, they work for this company. Don't go to business with that, that company. And we will literally start listing out the people that are Antifa clowns, terrorists, so that you can make a decision so you're saying on you're not who you do boycott this? and boycott. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. So you're saying you're not going to do this. This is a, a Utah news outlet that found out that a Utah paramedic had donated to the defense fund of Kyle Rittenhouse, and they yeah. sent a reporter to badger him about and to, and to try and expose him and to dox him. So this is what the left does. If we mention anyone's first name even without their permission, we, they threaten to take us down. But the left can actually show you the guy's house. Why? Because yeah. he donated to a legal defense fund. Something that, if we are being completely honest, Vice President Kamala Harris 
donated to a legal defense fund that bailed out a, a lot of really rotten people, a lot of really disgusting people who were arrested during the summer of love last year. She was doing that. I don't see the media going after her. Um, before we go, I know people saying that Maxine Waters is not important. If this was a one-off, then maybe we could say, hey, you know what? Maxine Waters made a mistake. Unfortunately, she has made a history of trying to gin up racial yeah. and political violence. So we have a couple clips we want to play for you before we end the show today. This is the one that we all know. Maxine Waters at the beginning of the Trump administration telling everyone to find people in Trump's ca cabinet and get up in their face and make a crowd. Let's play cut three. We want it done now. We're going to insist on it. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Already, you have members of your cabinet uh, that are being booed out of restaurants. Who have protesters taking up at their house. Who's saying no peace, no sleep. No peace, no sleep. And guess what? We're going to win this battle because while you try and quote the Bible, Jeff Sessions and others, you really don't know the Bible. God is on our side. This woman on the is side nuts. of the children, on the side of what's right, on the side of what's honorable, on the side of understanding that if we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. And so, let's stay the course. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome All right, that's enough. anymore. So tired of listen. my head hurts listening to her. My head hurts. Well, that, so, that audio is bad, but it's important to know that she there were people in Trump's administration who got attacked, who got attacked while sitting down in restaurants and forced to flee, who got accosted on the streets. And it was anti Maxine who was telling them to do it. I don't want to I don't want to fall into um, a Sean Hannity mode where we just play every single clip she's ever had. But there's two more I do want to play better audio than that last one. This is when we've played before where, where anti-Maxine is giving a speech and she laughs and says that she wants to go take Trump out. Let's play cut four. Wow. What a moving evening this is. I am sitting here listening, watching, absorbing, thinking about Ali, even though I never met him. And with this kind of inspiration, I will go and take Trump out tonight. <laughs> take Trump out tonight, and then she punches the air just to make sure everyone understands that was not figurative. She was joking about taking Trump out. Otherwise, she wouldn't have punched the air right there. Then you can uh, take him out uh, figuratively. The problem is, Maxine Waters has a history of this nonsense. And we, we mentioned, I mentioned it briefly, the Rodney King incident, the L.A. riots. Not a lot of people have seen this one. I had to dig deep for this one for anti-Maxine. This is anti-Maxine talking about the L.A. riots in 1992. And towards the end, notice that she says, we don't want anyone to be violent. And then she says, 
but, and she tries to give legitimacy to the people being violent. This is a couple, a lot of you probably haven't seen. Let's play cut five. I indicated that I thought that uh, the situation not only in Los Angeles is very volatile and it is not going to subside easily, but I still think there's an opportunity this weekend for it to spill over into other communities in this country. We tried to urge them uh, to move not only quickly, but to understand the danger that we're confronted with. As I stand here, nine people are dead. My last count last this morning before I tried to get some sleep was over 50-something fires raging all over Los Angeles. The fires started in my district, and one of the largest was right around the corner from my house. Uh, there are scores of injuries and still anger and frustration and people who plan on staying on the streets and expressing their outrage and anger in any way they deem necessary. There are those who would like for me and others and all of us to tell people to go inside, to be peaceful, that they have to accept the verdict. I accept the responsibility of asking people not to endanger their lives. I am not asking people not to be angry. I am angry and I have a right to that anger and the people out there have a right to that anger. We don't want anybody killed. None of us believe in violence. But there are some angry people in America and young black males in my district are feeling at this moment if they could not get a conviction with the Rodney King video available to the jurors that there can be no justice in America. Same song, same song and dance, right? Obviously, she's aged a bit, but she's saying the same things then that she's saying now. If the jury doesn't convict, there will be no justice. And notice there she said, as I led into it, Joe, like, we obviously don't want anyone to be violent. We don't want anyone to be killed. But there's a lot of angry people out there. There's no qualifier after that. You, there's no but. If you say, I don't want anyone killed, you never put the word but after that. There's a period. I don't want anyone killed. That sentence doesn't continue. And it certainly doesn't, shouldn't do a U-turn to try and, and give credence to the people out there doing the killing, doing, the, doing the, violent, the violent actions, committing the crimes. What did you think about that? Was that the first time you've seen that? I've never seen that. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, that's interesting. And, and look, my, my perceptions of the, our system have changed over time. As I read more, you know, obviously I like to read a lot, um, but they, they've ch also changed because of the different environment that I'm in. Like when I grew up, when I was younger, I grew up in an environment that was, you know, I, I was not at the top of the scale of the social scale, right? I grew up poor. And so my interactions with the police was never, it was one that was always tenacious, always, always. But it, that's when my center, my true north was DMX back in the day. <laughs> I mean, I, I say that it's funny or, or Tupac watching him at the underground or, you know, I, I liked rap music. Now I listen to Christian rap and I listen to uh, country music. And so m my, my center has changed because my attitude about society has changed. Now I, people talk about not, you know, being involved in an environment where you can make a difference instead of talking about it. Don't we'll talk about a problem that you're not willing to solve. And so as, as Maxine Waters has never changed her rhetoric, she's always gone towards, she's always gone towards creating chaos, creating fear, creating 
anger in society. That means that she has, she has no center. She has nothing in her. She's soulless. She has nothing in her that actually looks to the greater good of society. Because if she did, over that period of time that she's been representing that district, it would have improved. But it hasn't improved. Yeah. It's degraded to a place that it's almost unrecognizable since she first got into Congress. Well, well what she's all about, and what most Democrats are all about, is turning outrage and victimhood into currency. That your, your, your lot in life is determined, at least on the left, is determined by how outraged you get about something and how victimized you have been. That will determine where you sit on the totem pole as they create their new uh, equitable society, right? And someone in the comment section just said, well, that was Rodney King, Max. It's a little bit different. Yeah, what, what happened there was terrible. But Maxine Waters should have came out and said, don't burn down businesses. Don't loot businesses. Don't kill people. There should never be a but after I don't want anyone killed, but people are really angry. It got really bad. And, and for the left nowadays, talking about anti-Asian violence, put it my screen, th- these riots were the birth of the meme called rooftop Koreans. Right. The riots tried to literally destroy Korean businesses, Korean strip malls. And the Koreans actually took to their roofs with rifles to defend their property. So just to see how it all comes full circle, the notion, oh, we need to stand firm against anti-Asian bigotry and anti-Asian hate crimes, right? Where was Nancy Pelosi when the roof Koreans were forced to literally defend their businesses, defend their homes with rifles? Where was, where was Maxine Waters? Maxine Waters was ginning it up, saying, well, they're angry and they're going to stay being angry because if they don't get the justice they want, there'll never be any justice. But but do you notice that they want justice in the absence of facts? So when the facts don't support lynching someone or burning them uh, to the core, then then it's not the, no justice. And, and the people that they're propping up, they're criminals. I mean, little homicide. And what, what, what was the what was the other guy's name? Uh, <laughs> the, the amount of George Floyd, I mean, all of them have massive records. And again, if you want to get to the to the root of everything that's happening, then we have to start solving the problem. Some of those problems are are systemic, right? Education systems inside of Democrat-controlled environments is degrading. That is systemic. There's a systemic issue there. Police being able to run around and, and indiscriminately pull someone over because they didn't use their blinker is discriminatory. I'm sorry. Picking out a car that is a 1987 Toyota Corolla and following them around because you know that a, they don't have the ability to fight you and they're probably doing something wrong, which is why they're driving an 87 Corolla. It shouldn't be allowed. There are things that as a society we should be talking to, but we don't get a chance to speak about those things because it's never about the problem. It's about sustaining the problems by servicing only the symptom and then propping up people that frankly are not people we should be propping up. We should never have propped up George Floyd. Never. It should never have happened. We should never have a conversation about that that at all. That should never even be something that became a national event. But yet you have CNN and MSNBC and all of these things that came out. And they told a story, even having access to that video, they told a story that was contradictory to the story that really happened on that day. And it wasn't white people. You had a a black officer, you had a Korean officer, you had a white officer, but they made it about race and they divided the entire country saying, yeah, you shouldn't have kneed on his neck. Then we find out he wasn't kneeing on his neck. He was kneeing on his uh, shoulder blade. 
This is the problem we face. There are sensible solutions. There are things we can do to eliminate the chaos and make people in their communities feel safer. We could do those things. Yeah. Make a, make a police budget. That's a police budget. Make it how it used to be in the old days where police officers paid a salary, your jobs to keep people safe, handing out baseball cards and football cards to kids on the street, making sure that you show up when people are having a hard time, that you have mental health facilities inside your community instead of relegating them to the homeless. Look, I, I could solve every problem very quickly, very quickly. Here's the problem. Here's the solution. Oh, but Joe, that, that takes away people's freedoms. Well, what is happening to us now? Anytime we relegate the, the government to handle things for us, they screw it all up. And you got people that are total trash bags that are representing people in communities. While everything's burning down around them, they're over there saying, oh, look over there, look over there, look over there. Even though yeah. what's really happening in your own community should be the thing that you concentrate on. Yeah. So a quick thing to add. We talked about this last week about the um, Toledo, the 13-year-old the who was shot and killed. And how we were show we were making sure we mentioned that he had a gun yeah. in his hand because th that's not an that's that's a that's a very necessary part of that story that he was holding a gun during the encounter. Put right. on my screen. CBS News edited the video to remove the gun from what people saw. That should be a crime. So they they edited it. That should be a yes. crime. That should be yes, a crime. It should be. Anytime a media company does something to incite people to do something wrong, should be a crime. It should be a crime, and we should have class action lawsuits on the fact that, listen, we're being adversely affected by this media outlet that's trying to create chaos so people, people die as a result of it, and they yeah. should be charged with a crime. Yeah. Yeah. I always love when I put up my screen, you guys get to see what I'm shopping for. I'm glad that there's nothing weird being advertised to me. I'm just looking for a little seal for the bottom of my, my garage door. Nothing weird, just a normal suburban dad trying to fix his garage. Um, so we, we talked about the rooftop Koreans, and yeah. I think that's important to bring it full circle because you have people like Maxine Waters trying to gin up racial violence, looting, rioting. You also have people like Maxine Waters, Rashida Tlaib, trying to get rid of police, abolish police. We played that clip where she's like, yep, I, I love that she's saying that that Rashida Tlaib saying abolish all police. Then you have Democrats saying that you shouldn't be able to own a gun. So we go back to that, that image, put on my screen again, those images, those guns, those would be banned under the Democrats proposal. Maybe that 100%. one shotgun right there would be able to be allowed, but that, that uh, M1 carbine, uh-uh, that has a 15 round magazine standard issue. M1 carbine is a big no-no. AR-15s down the line, that's a big no-no. So they wanna take away your right to protect yourself to protect your businesses like the roof Koreans did. They want to get rid of the police so the police can't respond, or they want to hand, they want to tie the police officers' hands behind their back so they can't actually use force to protect you. And then they're also going up there to gin up the riots, to gin up the racial animus, to get this, get this party going. So all together, it, it might seem like it's just three different tacks, but it's all together. And, it is. and I truly believe it's, it's designed to create such chaos, such mayhem that the only solution would be for the federal government to come in and for the federal government to have a bigger control over life. Cause if you can't defend yourself and the police aren't allowed to defend yourself and there's riots in the streets, then the obvious solution is you need the federal government to come in and restore order, which is what every big government despot wants. That, that's, that's the beginning of every kind of, every kind of a dictator fairy tale. That's how they rise to power. They take advantage of this chaos and they use it to, to put emergency orders in place. And they seize more power. 
I'm not a conspiracy theorist because they're pushing all this. If I wanted to create they're not, a they're not even pretending. America, they're not. This pretending. is how I would do it. They're not pretending. And, and, and by the way, the easiest way to go back the other way, really easy, is to learn the English language. Master the English language. One word, no. 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 Well, we're going to do this. No, you're not. And then stand together. You don't even have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. You have to say nothing. Just no. So they call good. it civil disobedience. It's not just it's not just civil disobedience. I mean, you talk about certain cities and states and people that stand up like, oh, they're rebels, they're troublemakers. They're trying to burn down our cities. Yeah. What exactly did you expect me to do? No is good, but they're also trying to push us to a point where no can't fix the problem. Like those roof Korean, roof Koreans, they wouldn't have saved their stores by shouting no. No. It took rifles. It took shotguns. It took pistols. Oh yeah, yeah. But right? I'm talking. I'm talking about government intervention, right? I'm talking about the government coming in, overstepping things, telling you have to shut down your businesses. All we have to do is say no. Now, if you come down, if you come down my street, and I think this is the part that scares the leftists the most. I got 15 of these <laughs> that I have to carry with me at all in times, your pocket, right? All at once. Well, I'm going to have a couple 15 mags. 15 mags or 15 bullets? 15 bullets in the mag. And then I have uh, two other a, mags. That'd be a lot of mags. So I got 45. So I got 45 <laughs> rounds on me at any one time, right? And and so uh, I just wanted to point out that somebody said that they had a 15-round mag in their Glock. I got a 15-round in my SIG um, that I carry on me. It's pretty. It's pretty, pretty. Yeah. And, and, and we're getting to a point. Where that becomes more and more necessary. And none of us want to use our firearms to defend ourselves. None of us want to be put in that position. No. Listen, as much as we say we're ready for it, the act of taking another life, you don't get out of that unscarred, right? You, you don't get out of that completely the same. It changes people, right? We, we know that. None of us really, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people out there are like itching for that fight. But almost all of us don't want to be put in a position like this. But we just keep getting pushed there, pushed there, pushed there. You have people coming down your driveway, right? Down your driveway. You There's no such thing as coming down Joe's driveway accidentally. No. The only way you get to Joe's driveway is if you want to go down Joe's driveway, right? It, there, it's not a, oops, I needed to turn around. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's too damn long, right? Yeah, um, I mean, if you get down my driveway, it's because us, you, you had an intention to do something. You had an intention to do something. Yeah. So you push us towards this, and they say, oh, well, we're going to also take away the police. Oh, we're going to limit how many rounds you can have in your magazine. So if you actually get overrun by a mob of people, you only have 10 rounds in your magazine, and they can lynch you before you can reload. I mean, this is how sick this is. They're ginning up the very violence that we're all the most fearful of. Yep. And, and they think that they're, they're going to come out of this okay. Uh, listen, this is going to get bad. If if they start actually pushing for this stuff, it's going to get bad. If you see Democrats ginning up riots, it's going to get bad. And for for the party that says we need to put tamper down the rhetoric and bring the country together, they're not doing an awful lot about of that nowadays. No. They're not really bringing the country together, are they? No. No, they're trying to drive a wedge even further to drive us apart. But but it's if you if you if you look at the the the. If you look at why they're doing what they're doing, we could be a lot smarter than this. We could start putting sensible solutions in front of people. We could. But we don't have adequate leadership on either side. We've got left publicans that are letting the lefts do what they're doing. We have, we have complicit people in our community that are afraid. They're afraid of looking bad 
So they just do bad in order to avoid looking bad. And it ends up going badly, and then they're surprised. Yeah. It, it, it blows my mind that I could sit here in a few minutes and tell you how to solve some of the problems. I can. And by the way, the problems that I'm, that I'm saying that we can solve, everything that I just said about how the police department, they could, do, they could implement that tomorrow. They could go backwards on the, the sentiment and the, the, the angst that people feel in their community. But instead, you have the far left, which are chaotic, saying, let's just defund the police while we actually strip you of your ability to protect yourself. That makes a whole lot more sense than stopping the rush to, uh, of, of power and, and money that seems to happen in our society yeah. at every level. I don't even know. I don't even know if, if getting the police to change their ways would actually fix anything because we're in a Mexican standoff right now, right? You have police are on edge. The criminals the, are on edge. African-American communities on edge. Liberty loving patriots, Republicans, conservatives are on edge, right? Everyone has their finger on the trigger and we're on edge, right? I don't think, I don't think you're ever going to get the police to be the first one to walk back. I don't think you're going to have the police to be the first ones to say, hey, we're going to be less reliant on deadly force and we're going to be more reliant on non-lethal or less than lethal options. I don't think you're going to do that because just this weekend, there were two or three other instances of police getting shot or shot at, right? This is happening all across this country. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to any claim that officers are violating people's rights. And when that's found and, and proven, they should be punished. But you're never going to get police to walk back any of their protections, any of their policies, as long as they legitimately fear for their lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Because every time a cop leaves the, leaves the house, they don't know if they're coming home. It doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter where they are. It, every single state in the country, all 50 states, police, well, probably not Hawaii. Hawaii, I, I haven't heard a lot about police shootings in Hawaii. But in every other state, police have a legitimate reason to fear for their life. N not some like right. hearing voices or they're just paranoid. There are a lot of people who want to kill them. And it's going to be really hard to get them to back down in any way, shape, or form as long as that threat exists. You, you, you said something interesting, and that is that taking another life will change you forever. And that is absolutely true. Nobody should ever go to, and I hear people talk about it, ah, oh, you know what, we'll just shoot them. And I've said it, if you come down my driveway to harm me, because I've already made the decision on what, what needs to happen. Is it you or me? It's going to be you. Now, do I want yeah. to do that? No. Nobody should ever want to take the life of another human, period. It should never happen. Never. And, I, and I've been the one to be peaceful nearly all my life. Now, it doesn't mean that I haven't gotten in fights. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy fights. I was a wrestler, so of course I enjoy fights. <laughs> But, but I don't, it's not my first reaction. My first reaction to walk into a place is not how do I create enemies? It's how do I create friends? But yeah. right, right now, they don't want friends. They don't want dialogue. They don't, they don't, they, all they want is to burn down our communities. That's it. There is no solution for them that would be good enough. Even if you had all the solutions and you knew it would work, it wouldn't be, it would create something that yeah. is stable, which is not what they want. They want, they want chaos. They want anger. They want fear. It's a commodity to them. So at some point, we've got to get to the place where we recognize that it's a commodity and that, and that they do not stand for the interests of the American people. And most of the 330 million people in this country are good people. 
We want solid borders because we want security. We want our kids to go to school. We don't want rapists and pedophiles and people running our communities, creating as as Jim, um, what's his name? The, the Jim he, Eagle? No, no, Jim, um, Jim, 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 um, Cavazil, Cavazil, Cavazil. Uh, I thought a, you were going to say Jim Eagle, which is the made-up term Joe Biden used to describe modern-day Jim Crow. Yeah, he played the uh, he played Jesus in the Passion of Christ. Oh, Jim Caviezel. Caviezel, yeah. Okay, I know it's close. Uh, I saw it in my mind, but you know he actually is doing a video now about the the sex trade on the on the border and how bad it is for children and the fact that they are literally taking kids and using them as pawns and we're ignoring it. It's it's a bigger problem. It's already a bigger issue globally than the arms trade. It's a bigger issue. And it, 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 and yet we don't, as people, if they really wanted to solve the problem, everyone yeah. would be for closing the border. Every, every single person, every single person in this country, all 330 million people should be able to agree the fact that we need to close our border on the southern border and make sure we have secure borders all the way around. Yeah. Because if, so, you don't, if you don't do that, you stand for those people that are trafficking children. Yeah. So we're, we're a little bit over, but that's fine. I, I figure it's, it's a good idea to end today with a bit of good news. Yeah. I'm reading through the comment section on DLive. Longtime watcher called in last week. Rob goes by Lawman316 just announced on the DLive comment section that he's retiring on oh. May 28th after 27 years in law enforcement, offering to join your personal security detail. Uh, oh, just want to say congratulations. That? I didn't see that. Where's he Congratulations, live? Rob. Uh, Florida. Congratulations, Rob. On a long Florida career, then. and uh, I hope that your retirement is much less stressful than your life as a law enforcement officer well, has been these and, last couple and, of years. And let me say this: thank you for your service. Thank you, thank you for doing the things that you did and for surviving through it as much as you did. Recognizing, and my guess is, is that uh, you you probably went through knowing that you had certain parameters that the police put upon you, certain technology, certain things that you had to do, and you probably engage the community you were probably one of the good ones that we hope wouldn't yeah. would not um, oh you weren't on on you left early he yeah. called in after you left and uh, he, awesome. he mentioned that he never he never likes to pull people over he doesn't believe in quotas now he's he's a good cop without a doubt which yeah. is it's a bit bittersweet i'm happy for your retirement unhappy that the force is losing a good cop because um that's the that's the other kind of unfortunate part about this happy you're going to retire but the idea of good cops leaving the force, which they have in the past year or two, in record numbers. You look at what's going on in New York. Record number of retirements last year after their riots, after they realized the, the mayor's office and police chief didn't have their back. Um, that's the double-edged sword of this. Yeah. Happy for your retirement. Unhappy that we're losing a, a good police officer. Even if I'm not anywhere near where you, where you serve. Um, I might have to move to Florida just so I can hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hopefully he takes up well, he golf moved to, moved to florida after you moved to texas well yeah we're, texas we first, already got that one and then handled. moved to florida <laughs> yeah. well that's gonna be it for this edition of the conservative daily podcast if you like the podcast make sure you give us a thumbs up it's a very easy thing to do on facebook yeah. on youtube d live doesn't have it but on facebook and youtube give us a thumbs up it takes a second of your time helps us reach more people Right now, we have a shockingly no, low number of thumbs up. We only had 80 thumbs up on 
Facebook, only 29 thumbs up on YouTube. So just hit the thumbs up. It's easy to do. We all forget, right? But hit the thumbs up. Help us reach more people. On Facebook, make sure you like and follow our Facebook page. On YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. DLive, follow us. We also do now have the ability for you to subscribe. In the coming days, two more days, I'll be able to apply for a higher level of their affiliate program so we can become in the upper echelon of DLive streamers. So thank you for yeah. that, helping us get there. And, and for the person... And we do have... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, and, and then we do have our website, conservative-daily.com, where we do stream every day. That is absolutely... We want you there. It's a... It's a it's a censorship-free platform. It's also a place where we can always broadcast and the big tech companies can't hurt us, where they, they can't hurt us anymore over there. Um, what were you going to say, Joe? I, I was just going to, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> no, I was going to, okay. I, I, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, that somebody actually called out um, Apple Podcasts because they were, they took down our reviews, right? So they, they stopped us from They said they didn't. A, they did. Actually. I forwarded that to you. Yeah, so they said they didn't, but now all of a sudden you can actually put a review up. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So for a month, we have nobody's been able to leave us a review. And what happens on Apple Podcasts is it pushes down our ability to reach more people, right? So we're growing, 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 doing like a rocket ship. And then over the last 30 days, they're like, yeah, no, just kidding. We're not going to allow yeah. you to post a review. So you could post a review, but it would never post. So we had... Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, if you can, go there, they, they give us a review. Now. Yeah, they say it's fixed now. Yeah. Finally. Because we notice the so fact sure that we haven't had a there. review in 30 days. Yeah. We're like, what is happening? Yeah. We're like doing this. Oh, yeah. This drives me crazy. So make sure we said this before. Link is in the description on Facebook, YouTube, and DLive and our website. Click that link if you have an iPhone, a MacBook, or an iPad. Leave us a five-star review. Not a four-star, five-star. We need five stars. Uh, this is the Blue's Clues. Anyone has a toddler, Blue's Clues. Uh, five stars. We need five stars to reach higher in the Apple Podcast rankings. We're also available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, wherever you're most comfortable listening to audio podcasts. Please do subscribe to us there. Helps us prove the numbers. Even if you already watch us live, subscribe and download the audio version to help us prove the number of downloads. All a bunch of links in the description. Make sure you check that all out. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And this is Joe Altman. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.